Well, a lot can happen in a fortnight. Scotland have qualified for the Euros. Hearts unbeaten run has come to an end and Gary Locke has appeared on primetime television two more times. You know what I mean? My name is Jarvie and I am joined once again this week by Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Now Cameron, it seems like a lifetime ago now. Scotland qualifying for a Euros, we might as well address it, although it's old news. Um, you said in our last episode that if we qualified, you would smash up your house and probably get thrown out. So where are you recording from this evening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm back in the house. Um, <laughs> some uh, tears, spilt beers, everything. It was um, it was glorious, wasn't it? Like just just the, the moment that save was made. Um, obviously, the way people watch TV now, I'm sure the the screams were all at certain different points where, when streams were <laughs> coming through, but certainly I uh, absolutely shouted the house down when we done it, so right. I was over the moon. Right. So let's do a, a quick check of cries, boys. Um, but at what point did you cry, Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> when we conceded um, about halfway through extra time, really? after we scored the first penalty, once David Marshall <laughs> had saved at the end, and then for about three days... <laughs> Hammy, Paddy, any cries? Aye. No, I mean, see when Ryan Christie came home. That's that right. No, but this was right, I was me like, as well. Oh. Aye, about halfway through Christie's interview, I started shedding tears. I won't lie. It was beautiful. I've not, I can honestly say I've, I've very rarely ever celebrated a goal like that. Um, generally, because Hearts don't get these opportunities as, as much as often, but you know, like cup finals and things, but that was just, it was like we'd won the thing. The mm-hmm. mental. Hey, Paddy, how how are your emotions on the night? Uh, after I'd been scraped off the roof after the save, I, I just sort of realised that we we're going to a tournament, and that that was me gone for about five minutes. <laughs> uh, Cameron, with the the actual game, David Marshall, what a man! Oh, come with the hour, come with the man. Like it, it was exactly that. Yeah, just something else to, to to step up there and to be honest I know he saved the last one he, he wasn't far away from at least another two as well so it was Aye. it was a great performance um, and, and then for the whole team and the game itself I thought other than conceding and maybe maybe a couple of minutes before conceding the goal at the end we were in complete control absolutely mm. walking the game should have been two or three up and then obviously in true Scotland fashion that would have been way, way too comfortable. And <laughs> had to go through an extra time period where, I'll be honest, I did not think we'd get to penalties. We were outplayed at that point. We looked we looked defeated just yeah. with the way that goal had went in. And you've seen it happening all over again. And then this time, this time, we got a different <laughs> result. Right. What did you make of uh, Steve Clark's substitutions, taking Dykes, Christie and McGinnoff so close together? It was It was a pretty clean-cut line from where things changed at that point? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's easy to look at now. I think you can see what he's done. He's taken them off to try and, you know, shore up, you know, 10, 15 minutes left. And what's happened is we've got hit with a sucker punch right at the end and it left us vulnerable in an extra time. But if we hold out and McTominay doesn't, you know, lose his man in the box and we don't concede that, no one's ever going to mention it and it, it looks great. So mm-hmm. I, I think he's he's been unlucky but I can understand why he's done it right so that was that so we are a bunch of boys that are 29 30 so we were all 
like eight, nine years old. Um, Younger. What, 98 or 78 years old for the, the 98 World Cup. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, when you think we can, we can all probably vividly remember like the millennium, if you were born at that point, you've never seen Scotland at a tournament. Can you imagine how buzzing you would be if you're like in your what early 20s or late teens and you're about to see your country in a tournament for the first time? Madness. I'm going to get myself a sticker book. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you're that excited. Going to pump up two grand on stickers. <laughs> I can afford them this time. <laughs> <laughs> Loses the house in the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> oh, fair play to you. Um, doing it at Wembley. What a, a magic. Oh. You couldn't ask for any more. Get your um, bath bombs ready for Trafalgar Square. <laughs> Let's just get that vaccine out there. <laughs> right, I know. Um, with our, with our group, Jeeve and Kay, are you just happy we're there or do you think this is a group we could get through in second place? <laughs> I'm giving it no thought. Um, <laughs> no. I think job you know, job done, accomplished, we're there. Um, certainly neither at the time we'll start to look at those games and it, I don't think it should give them fear. They'll, they'll go into the tournament not expected to get through the group and play with that. You know, if they play with that freedom, then... Absolutely, there's a chance there to finish second. Okay. I do not think we'll finish top above an England team who are very good at getting out of groups, let's be honest. Nippy wee team. Um, bye. Two games at Hamden, one game at Wembley. So obviously we're playing Croatia and Czech Republic at Hamden. It's, it's written in the stars, but I mean, that our ambitions are to qualify for tournaments, not get out. If we got through the group stages, it'd probably be a national holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope... Like I just wish, well, younger, younger listeners just won't know what the buzz was like in '98. No, I can just remember it, but it's unbelievable. I'm sure they, I'm sure we got the day off school. I'm sure we well, went to primary school and they just let us all go home at like ten in the morning. Think that was just you. <laughs> <laughs> Came to the window. Ah, it's uh, it's going to be some summer. It really is. Um. Let's uh, let's not dwell on the other two games too much, but touch on them. <laughs> Things went south when we played Slovakia. Yeah, I mean, not good in either game. Well, uh, to be fair, we looked quite good in the first half of the Slovakia game. Um, and it was a completely different squad to the team that played the big game on the Thursday night. Did it need that many changes? I, I'm not completely sure I understand the rationale for a complete overhaul. Um, Hangovers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think it's easy to say that these were a second thought, you know, an afterthought to the, the main game. But we've then went on and lost those two games. To lose a group from the position we were in going into them is pretty poor. And I think, we're, I, I hope we don't, but you've got that feeling that we could end up regretting this in a couple of years' time when we're not at a World Cup because we've lost out on a playoff spot that was potentially there. And what annoyed me slightly during the Israel game was watching it and, and the commentary almost just saying, well, it's fine because we were one on Thursday. That, for me, is the attitude that's left us in the position we were in for 22 years. Yeah. But I do not want to be, be on a downer. We, we qualified. <laughs> it's great. They were just two bad games. Can I say something on this? And I agree, I don't think we played brilliantly in either of the games, but I also think both in the Slovakia game and the Israel game, both keepers decided to turn up and be prime Buffon. I think there was a few <laughs> saves made in those games that are, are just ridiculous. 
Yeah, Marcy Arnold did have a very good game. And you had aye. the um, the header in the Slovakia game as well. That was a phenomenal save. Oh, aye. Very frustrating. Uh, when's the, the World Cup kind of qualifying group stage draw? It's in the next so week. So, I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the 7th um, of December. 7th of December. Yeah. So, um, find out our fate there. I believe we're a pot three team, so we'll get two big squads. And uh, yeah, those games will start in September next year. I mean, to be fair, there, there are some teams in that pot two where you'd fancy them. Even one or two in pot one, but you just know we're going to have, like, Italy. <laughs> Belgium. Belgium. Bye. That, uh, that wraps up uh, Scotland part for now. We'll, uh, once the, the qualifying draw has been done, I'm sure we'll have a wee chat on this when the time is right. Um, Paddy, let's move on to um, some fine fine content over the last couple of weeks of the Hearts documentary. Um, you cast your mind back to last week in episode two. Obviously, we're not going to run through the full show, but just a, a couple of the main talking points. Um, one of them is interesting. There was a, a real media frenzy around the, the loaning out of Christoph Berra. Um, however, at the time, no one, no fans were actually complaining, really, were they? No, there was a good reason for that as well. <laughs> yeah. he, he just He's not at the level of the top flight anymore, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll be able to tell us how he played tonight, but I, I don't. Nobody was complaining about it because he was just not good enough. I think I think majority of the complaints really came for the fact that he got told on the I think it was the Sunday after he got married on the <laughs> Friday. But yeah, like that can't be helped. If an offer nah. comes in after you get married, you know, shit. Sorry. Um, in fairness, if you came to my wedding and then sacked me during the next week, I'd be <laughs> But it wouldn't be like you got sacked. It's more of a secondment. Aye. If you want to put it that way. If I, if I say, you get married and I send you to Dundee for months, I, I can understand you being quite angry. Aye. <laughs> well, you're one to advise, Sammy. You didn't know you Dundee. Fair enough. We'll listen to you. Um, I just thought that was funny. It really felt like it was almost like a, an attempt from the media to have a have a pocket stendel and see what he was made of, and just every fan entirely had stendels back, had his back right through the his whole time at Hearts, really. Um, maybe apart from the St Mirren game, but um, just a quick note on Stendel's actual signings, Paddy, um, Tony Sibic, Marcel Langer, uh, that Adonis wee guy that looked like Joey Barton, and Liam Boyce, of course. Um, what did you think? Obviously, he was pretty um, restricted who he could actually bring in. There wasn't too much appeal at the time. But what was your thoughts on his signings over that window? Can he really judge Sibic because he got injured in his second game or something and then never played for us again? The other two were Huddies. And Boyce is... I defended Boyce last week when we talked about it, but it's getting harder and harder to, to defend Boyce, missing two penalties. Mm. But I... Uh, and a lot of chances. We'll come on to that. Fair enough. Um, Marcel Langer, still one of my favourite songs I've ever heard about that man, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, episode three, um, what's that, last night's show, um, Paddy? I guess the, the main talking point is some interesting viewing was the, the handling of Daniel Stendhal's kind of departure and the Nielsen appointment. Can if tell us your thoughts on that whole debacle? We didn't exactly make ourselves look good, did we, as a club? Um, 
not being able to get through to somebody in the 21st century is a bit of a cop out. Like you can, there's so many ways you can say to somebody they're not coming back. You don't need to just wait for them to answer the phone, but uh, to, to have appointed Nielsen and then sack, sack him wasn't great, and we don't look great coming out of it either. Really, I don't think. No. If, if I'm not wrong, the excuse for Man Budge is that she couldn't get through to him on Zoom, like he was having technical difficulties. Right. <laughs> Terrible yeah, patter, Mrs. Around. Budge. <laughs> Terrible patter. He done nothing wrong. The fax machine, that. <laughs> <laughs> Must be some big dodgy Scottish football VPN they're all on. Um, aye, terrible patter, Mrs. Budge. Stendhal done nothing wrong. Um, uh, generally, boys, it almost seems like a bit of a cliche now, but Daniel Sendel, right man, wrong time. Would you agree with that still? Yes. Yeah, aye. I, again, it's hard, it's hard to judge with eight games left. But well, as we've said before, we were at St. Mirren and it was brutal. Um, but yeah, I would, let's say, we would, I would have him back um, under different circumstances. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt he'd want to come back after that. <laughs> <laughs> Good excuse. Um, and loads of, loads of Gary Locke, Paddy, came up to me. I do, eh? <laughs> he was the best part of that. There wasn't, like, there wasn't really anything revealing about this. We didn't really go in-depth to what actually happened. No. We did go into Gary's house last night, though. Oh, aye. <laughs> so his lovely patio door skin. What about Budgie's conservatory, though? Jesus, that oh, was lovely. She lives in an absolute <laughs> shag pad. <by> <laughs> She's done well for herself, eh? Oh, Not bad. I mean, we knew that she owns a football club. <laughs> ah, she only paid a couple million for her. So. It looks like she's got the penthouse off a 20-year-old winger. <laughs> <laughs> it looked flashy as fuck. I really didn't expect that. Um, but fair play to her. I guess if you own a football club, you've got to be a bit of a character, eh? You've got to be a bit flashy. You're not going to be a reserve type to go and buy a football club. Can you imagine the house Gary Locke would have if he owned a football club? <laughs> oh, Christ. He'd probably try and buy Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> uh, oh, Gary, man. Superb. Um, aye, um, that pretty much sums up the documentaries. Um, quite enjoyed it. It did feel all a bit scripted and all a bit careful. Um, I seen yeah. someone yesterday on Twitter, they said they'd love to see... Um, What's all the cutoffs? Love to see all the other footage. That's probably a lot better than what's actually been on TV. I've got to imagine it was originally planned for more than three episodes because it felt like it was very rushed. Yeah, it and was. then there was a whole section that was just basically clippings of newspapers, <laughs> which <laughs> we'd already seen. I did feel they padded the last episode out quite a bit with stuff that uh, was very uh, boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I said last week, they just seem to skip the entirety of the first half of the season when it probably would have been quite interesting to see what was going on. But mm-hmm. there you go. Right. Craig Levine backhanders, just cut me your boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. By the way, Craig Craig Levine to Dundee. I reckon we're going to see that appointment this season, and I hope that I hope they go up through the playoffs with us. 
so we get to see Craig Levine back in the dugout at a full time castle next season. Oh, do, no. do you want to do you want to make a bet? I'm happy to make a bet on that. I, I don't think we do. Well, Jackie just wouldn't come. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think he goes to the day. Do you know? I think it's. Uh, I'll give you. a... Let's wait until James McPake I mean, loses his job. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely, like gonna, he's definitely going to lose his job, James McPake, this season. Um, and Craig Levine... Well, Craig Levine can't lose his job, he's not got one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you a wee fiver. Craig Levine is Dundee manager before the end right. of the season. Well, give, give me the next summer right, transfer window as well. Give me the next uh, next transfer window as want, well. Just want next season while you're out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a manager give... in the next decade. <laughs> I'll give you till the first game of next season. Right, deal. Hearts, handshake, fiver. Um, right. In other news, um, Paddy Loic Demure has been mentioned in the papers. I was kind of hoping that. Nielsen had just forgot about him. He was away training with under-14 somewhere on separate days for the first team. Uh, but Nielsen's mentioned him in an interview, uh, confirming that he's had a spurt in his ankle and he'll be back training in a, in a couple of weeks, probably in the next week or two now. Um, how does that make you feel? Um, uncomfortable, uneasy. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't see the light of the first team again. Still got two years left on his deal. Do you not think he should be utilised if he's got it in him for the championship? Um, no. <laughs> well, I'm glad you took time to think about it at least. That's fine. Um, and Ginelli's still injured, missing another game tonight. Have they said what that is? Is there an official thing that says what he's injured with? Not sure, Paddy. Uh, sorry, Hammy. Do you know what's actually caused Janelli to be out exactly? I think it was a a thigh strain. Um, I know he was certainly back at training, and they had to pull him out. So, which, you know, it doesn't sound great. Um, they maybe thought it was not as bad as it was. Um, which, to be honest with you, doesn't he say a lot for the medical department at Tynecastle, especially after last season? So. I'm glad that we've maybe seen that he's not quite fit enough or he's not fully healed. So we've pulled him out as a precaution rather than just running him into the ground that we seem to do with players. So, mm-hmm. but there is, a, there is always the hope, I guess, that they've looked at a run of fixtures that they think they can get through without him and they're yep. just going to rest him up till Yeah, exactly. Because we've got Aloha twice mm-hmm. now. Was it Aloha who played? Aye. Um, yeah. Got them on Saturday is again, which... We, like, we obviously we done all right in the night, so maybe maybe that was the thinking. They went, yeah, come on. And obviously, the biggest game we'll have next up is going to be the the final. Yep. So, yeah, Aloha again in the cup this Saturday. Then a week a week on Saturday, we're away to Greenock Morton. Um, a week later, we're at home to Queen of the South, and then a week later, that's it. Scottish Cup final. Unbelievable. So How- they're all sort of Greenock Morton and. Queen of the South are 6th and 8th in the league at the moment so you know yeah we should be battering everyone in the league anyway we shouldn't even be having to look at where teams in the league are well I'm sure we'll get onto that but <laughs> so you're telling me there's not another international break 
Surprisingly not, no. We're all clear till March now, I think oh. it is. I think okay. it's so that Israel can rest their players. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of the, the forthcoming fixtures and months, the January transfer window is just around the corner as well, um, just after the Scottish Cup final, obviously. If you've got to strengthen one area with one signing, um, what's your thoughts on that at the moment? Um, striker. Striker. I, I'd agree with that. Agree. Hammy, you're nodding. I would agree, but just for saying something else, I would say winger. <laughs> Are we allowed more than uh, one signing, Jarvie? <laughs> Full squad. No, just one. Ambudge needs to pay the window cleaner for that penthouse. Can I have it all? <clears throat> um, oh, that's fair enough. Are we allowed to sell players as well? Because I would quite like to see Elliot Freer leave the club. <laughs> <laughs> You really dislike Elliot for your party. I do not like him at all, no. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's still not done much to impress me. Um, Paddy, a certain Italian striker is available at the moment and he's been linked with similar level clubs in England. Can you please uh, start speculating and, and talking this up once more, please? I'd be surprised if Hearts don't sign Mario Balotelli. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll build the statue that's it King Mario is coming to the Jambos I would love it honestly I would absolutely love to see Mario Balotelli at Hearts if you yeah. think you had shithousery with Kyle Lafferty just wait till Balotelli <laughs> <laughs> comes can you imagine Balotelli at Celtic Park or Ibrox what is the road Tyne Castle <laughs> He'd probably jump in the crowd, jump in the section G and then start fighting his own fans. Oh, I'd love to see it. Do you think uh, Nielsen could ha- could uh, could handle him? No. Drink no. <laughs> no, no. anyone could handle Mario. No. no. <laughs> I think that's why he's been linked with Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, that was dead in the water. It was like inquiry. Barnsley obviously said to the press that they were they were interested in bringing him to the club. And then there was just absolutely nothing happened. So it's because <laughs> the new, it's it's the new hearts were in for them. <laughs> see, we, we said this ages ago, but see if Romanov was still, <laughs> still be, the boss man, Mario Balotelli would have been playing tonight. <laughs> oh, I wish uh, those Vlad years, man, they were good for a laugh at least. Um, speaking of squads, uh, there's a whole host of players that are um, out of contract at the end of the summer. What I'm going to do, let me just reel off these names and say release or re-sign. Uh, give me your thoughts as we go. Um, Ginelli's loan deal from Preston. Sign. No. Once he's, yeah, bloody, once he's bloody fit. <laughs> Aye, definitely sign. Simon, uh, release or re-sign Ginelli. I, I like him, he's obviously great, right? But I have the big fear that he is going to be another player we just have on the books and he plays 10 games a season and he's injured for the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he was pretty injury-prone at his previous loan spells as well. Aye, it's just uh, just another one of them. Per- yeah. perf- perfect fit for Hearts. Um, again, we're just, uh, just to go through them all, uh, Ross Stewart's loan deal from Livingston. 
release. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, Michael Smith, getting sign. on an age. Sign, sign, sign. I don't know. He's not been very good recently. <laughs> <laughs> He's only been an eight out of ten every week. No. Aye, it's, um, I've got a funny feeling Smith's going to run his contract down now. Uh, not not with malice, I just think he's still got a move in him down south for a wee bit more money. Probably couldn't blame him, almost at the end of his career. Yeah. I think this could be our last season with Smith. But if we, if we get him signed for the, another season at least, that would be smashing, but can he see it? Um, Stephen Kingsley. Signed. Signed. Aye, pretty unanimous. If he doesn't get injured, sign. I know. He kind of feels like he's our longest, um, fittest player. <laughs> uh, Ten-year contract. Uh, <laughs> then gets injured. Aye, probably. Uh, Christoph Berra. Goodbye. Hand, goodbye. <laughs> After all he's done for a club party. Shake of the hand, I said. <laughs> Just uh, your uh, treatment of Berra is worse than Anne Budgie's treatment of Daniel Stendhal, Paddy. <laughs> After all Berra's done for the club, you just wash your hands of him. I don't know, at least, at, least, uh, at least Berra's getting a handshake for Paddy. Um, exactly. Uh, testimonial wait. and release him, I think, you know. As if he wants to keep playing. If he's, if he, I mean, if he's looking to move in the next stage of his career, if we could incorporate him in the coaching structure, maybe that's what we look at. That'd be a good shout, actually, yeah. Aye, coaching badges, backup centre back for a Premiership season. He's I mean, clearly like, he's a good player. Like, he was a good player. He's he's very very experienced. The players obviously respect him because he's still Scotland skipper and everything. So, a coaching. I don't know. I don't know how close I'd want him to the first team though, based on his yeah previous appearances, especially in the Premier League. Yeah, I haven't wanted him anywhere near it. Coach is fine, but not a backup centre back. I think we got that, Paddy. Or a starting <laughs> centre back, as of tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a tricky one. See if it was a new manager coming in. Um, well, I would say if a new manager coming in, it'd be a difficult decision to make. But Stendhal loaned him out the same week as his wedding, so it's obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Nielsen and Berra, they've known each other for, for years. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have an honest conversation and decide what to do. Yeah. Um, A.D. White, who, by the way, keeps appearing as a winger now rather than a left-back. It looks a bit better. What's your thoughts on A.D. White? It's concerning. I'll just pull this up now because I've been thinking about it. What's happening with like Henderson and Moore that A.D. White's been put on before him? Yep. That's... Yeah. Well, I had a note. Lewis Moore seems to be the forgotten man. Not making yeah. any squads. Nothing at all. A.D. White's mean, I... 29. That's shocking. <laughs> He's younger than some of us. He's younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very be... angry paper round. <laughs> <laughs> Always getting chased by dogs. I wouldn't mind re-signing him because at least he's fit. I didn't know what to say, it, but I agree. Um, he's been all right. Yeah. When he's making his cameo appearances and things, um, even the one that sticks out is uh, the semi-final with Hibs. He came on and he played very well, won the penalty. So, mm -hmm. aye. Aye, Handy back up, loads of pace. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. I'd at least <laughs> make sure Zoom was working, though, when I said to him that he was going. Oh, right. so somewhere in the middle between uh, Sendel's treatment and Christopher's treatment. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, that's generous. 
Um, here's an interesting one for you. Uh, Ollie Lee getting on a bit, kind of in between. Doesn't really fit in Robbie Nielsen's tactics, you could say. What's your thoughts on Ollie Lee? If we can, if we can find a slot for him that uh, that works well, I, I think he is not good enough defensively to play holding mid and not quick enough to play attacking mid. Yeah, it's difficult because I do like him. He is a good player, but I just don't really, I don't really know where he plays either. So, no. yeah, I think he might be well suited going back down south, League One, League Two, plenty of time on the ball. I think he'd enjoy that. He's gonna. There's no way he's going to be able to play in the Premier. I'm pretty sure I read something during the week, though, that I said during the week, during the weekend, um, that no player since he joined has had more assists for Hearts and he was yeah. loaned out for a season. Yeah. So he has, he has been good for us. Also yeah. worth noting that um, he's, Jarvis said he's getting on a bit. He's uh, a full four months younger than Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Ollie only 29? Hang on, I'm reading this now. Oh my God. <laughs> that's incredible. I thought he was like 33 or something. Well, that's all we've got time for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, second in. Um, what were you saying then? Are you letting the old man go? Are you keeping him on? Um, uh, I'd release Yeah, him. I think we keep him. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a hard kind of player to they don't grow on trees good attacking <laughs> midfielders um, right uh, Andy Irvin no brainer yeah he should I be can... assigned long ago I know it's scary yeah I agree yeah because um, in just over a month he can walk for free in the summer mm-hmm. no I just wonder if there's a slight uh, not fear but a bit concern in the club around putting people on big contracts the way we've seen them go in the last, you know, two years or so. And that this is why we've got so many players now in the last year of a deal and that we don't really want to commit without seeing everything. I we seem to we seem to be difficult we seem to struggle to make difficult decisions on players and then kind of just leave it to the last minute and make the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Right. Well that's why we're making these decisions now. Because we know <laughs> Nielsen's a listener. So Choose wisely. We um, also get an agent's fee as well for this, don't we? We do. Aye. Aye. We do. We get one pie per re-signing. That's a news agent's fee, Jarvie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on Eddie White's paper. Don't <laughs> uh, another tricky one for you, or an interesting one. Um, Harry Cochran. He's still yeah, got, defo. Still got to see more from Cochran. But yep. has he not just turned twenty? Is he even twenty yet? He's not even twenty, no. Yeah, definitely get him an our deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think he's. I think he's been good enough to that. If we let him go, it would be a big mistake. Maybe, That'd maybe be... not that he would go to another club at our level and be be great. But I think there is a player in there that could be great. My it's not expensive. You know, he's not going to be on a lot of money. So just. Sign him up. It's not. It's not a that big a gamble. No, no. My ideal scenario: sign him up. We get promoted, and he gets loaned to a, a decent championship site, and gets where uh, football week in week out. You know, so he's got more football under his belt before he comes back up to the prem. So like you say, Simon, he's still so young. Eh? It's just because we saw him at sixteen. Yeah. 
He's, he's, he's playing in one of the most physical positions in one of the most physical leagues in the Premiership in Scotland. So it's going to take time to adapt and, and build up that confidence and that strength. And mm-hmm. there is an unfair expectation on him because of that performance against Celtic that it just went right from that day and, and his confidence was high. But it shows that he's capable of it. So, yeah, give him a deal. No. You know, that's the only game he's ever scored in. Yeah. I never realised that. Came very close a few times because he was starting a week in, week out that run where we were playing our home games at Murrayfield the start of that season. And he was playing phenomenal. At 16, had almost scored a few times there. And I then broke his duck against Celtic and carried Scott Brown about in his back pocket for 90 minutes. <laughs> um, right, um, a couple more names to go through. Um, Craig Whiten. Sell, let go, whatever Ooh. it is. Oh. Do we, we might have divided opinion for once here, do we? Surely. No, I think we need. I think we need to keep him. I think, unfortunately, we do. We do. We do need to keep him, just in case. Hammy, you you're like head sideways and motionless. What does this mean? I think it's another one where I, I don't. I, I think they're right. Um, again. Craig Whiten's not going to be on the biggest wage. It's, it's not that big a gamble. He's shown that he can do it. He's very inconsistent, but if he leaves, I mean, we've got boys, that's it. And obviously some youngsters. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's not taking into account if we sign other players and things, but I, yeah, I think maybe maybe even just a one-year extension or something, see what he can do. But he is going into the Premier League, hopefully, again. So it's, it's a, that's a tough one, I think. Mm-hmm. Understood. Fair enough. Um, I released Craig Whiten in, in my football manager safe. <laughs> Where did he go? He got signed by Blackburn. What? What league are they in? <laughs> what league are they in, Paddy? Championship. Wow. So I immediately went, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Kept on him for a wee while. I think just a word for our listeners who haven't heard Jarvie talk about football manager before. You're lucky to even be hearing him tonight because uh, <laughs> there's every chance he disappears down that football manager hole for months. <laughs> Tradition. Christmas darts and football manager every year. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Paddy, I'm sure you'll speak for, our, for everyone with the next one here. Your favourite player, Elliot Freer. Uh, he can get to fucking January. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom call? Even attempt it? No. <laughs> Text him. Listen, all, all I'm saying, right? All I'm saying, if Robbie Nielsen let this guy wait for three months and then like tracked him down from when he was at Dundee United, couldn't afford him, chased him while he was at Hearts trying to convince him, give me a call, Robbie. Like, I swear, dude, give me a call. I could do a better job. Right, the the goalkeeper situation, Craig Gordon's got about 10 years left in him. You've got Harry Stone coming through the ranks. What are you doing with Bobby Zamal and Colin Doyle? Are you letting both of them go? Are you keeping someone on? Or what are you doing? I'm happy to let them both both go. Um, Gordon be the starter, Harry Stone one or two, and then just bring in someone else. Yeah, or even keep Ross Stewart around. Seems yeah. to be quite well liked from what I've, uh, what I've heard yeah. in the camp. Honestly, I like Colin Doyle. He's had a great career. I thought he was going to be better for Hearts than he was, but 
to be honest, couldn't care less about them leaving. Nah. Bobby's a bit of a cult hero, swinging on the bar and that, but <laughs> swinging on the bar and no saving shots seems to be his forte, so <laughs> see you later. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That's the, that's the rap sheet, boys. Nielsen, thanks for listening. You know what to do. <laughs> um, I think now it's time to go over to Hammy for this week's edition of Out of Context, Jambles Kickback. Back away and don't talk a lot of shit. So I'm going to um, keep it on the theme. Um, obviously we got beat on Friday night and we'll get to that uh, next. But uh, the knives come out when we get beat. There was a thread posted called uh, Elliot Freer is Pants. That was the whole thing. And Paddy... Are you Paddy? <laughs> no, I, I wish it was. <laughs> and it looks like um, it looks like the heart's for a... Uh, Agree with you. Starts off with not good enough. Seen him a few times. Clearly gash. He really isn't that good. Possibly the worst player I've seen in Maroon since Hans Eskelson. Pish. He shouldn't play much when the other two are fit. Too lightweight. Gives me the freer. Way The whole team have been guffed. Bit harsh to single out freer in my opinion. It's not by the way. He was poor, but so was ever everyone. Should be four down. Another waste of money. Like a wee lassie up against a young Dunfermline fullback. Yeah, I think, and I think with Freer, you really have to put in a lot of effort to stand out as shite and that performance against Dunfermline. For people to single you out as shite in a sea of shite, you have to be a big, big massive shite. See, like generally, like players, maybe will do one or two good things. You'd be like, oh, you know, he's trying, blah blah blah. There's nothing of that, and. I'm yet to be convinced that he can really even control the ball. Yeah. And I'm not just being like dramatic or anything. I genuinely don't think he's he's got the touch needed at that level. He's not got very good feet. It's um I was gonna say it's a shame, but it's not. Um so Mr. Freer got a, a feral bash and another player who the uh, the Jambos kickback elite do not seem to like at the moment, although this might have changed was Mr. Andy Halliday. Um, now, I'm going to Very defend Andy Halliday, which was uh, unbelievable. But So there was just a thread just called Halliday. Starts off with Halliday's utter rank. No more to say. Second, seconded, he's dogged up. He's not interested because it's not the Jers. He can get to fuck. I worried when he, we signed him. He's done nothing to change my mind. Utterly hopeless. Too much hype about his signing. Bang average player. Terrible. He's been absolutely appalling tonight. Shite. And so on and so forth. And honestly, there is pretty much nobody sticking up for him. Apart from me. I've got a Like, I can completely agree with the Elliot Freer stuff. Andy Halliday, I, he didn't have a good game against Dunfermline, but nobody did. And um, obviously, he came back strong tonight, which I'm sure we'll get on to. Um, also, though, after tonight's game, uh, the new boo boy is Mr. Liam Boyce. Um, apparently, Boyce's attitude is rank rotten. Seriously, what is wrong with him? Deary me, it's really not getting any better. Can't even hit a penalty properly now. It's um, So he's been getting a bit of flack. And a um, a very harsh, I think. There was I also think... I think the boys, the boys signing has has been a bit overrated, and and we've not got what we expected. But it's difficult, especially for a striker. Once your confidence goes, it is very difficult. It becomes a much bigger thing than just putting the ball in the back of the net. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's very hard, very harsh to question his character. Yeah. I think he's a striker that's out of form at the moment. He, he's trying. I don't think you can question his attitude no. or character at all. I think everything he says as well in his, his examples that I'm sure he could have 100% left this summer. I'm sure he could have leave. Mm. Like, there's no doubt clubs would have been looking at him because the end of last season when he signed for us, he was actually quite good and he didn't score very much, but he was in the Premier League. He was all right when no one else was. So I'm sure he would have had offers and he came out straight away. There was photos of him wearing a Hearts top with his kids in the park and mm-hmm. he clearly was behind Hearts and wanting to stay. So to then say like he's... No interested and no trying. I've never seen. I think Liam Boyce hasn't been very good, but I've never seen him not trying. Yeah, exactly. Another um, another person or people who got the uh, the hard wrath of Jambos kickback was Morton. Um, you see, they're doing an early bird special, fourteen pound pay per view if you buy before Tuesday, the first of September. Um, from how much from is game. it? How much is it after? Sixteen pounds. Oh, what a bargain! <laughs> Saving two pounds. First reply. The game on Saturday. It's the Saturday, fifth of December. It's a week on Saturday. Oh, the Greenock Martin game, right? Yeah. So you can get it for fourteen pound if you buy now, or it'll go up to sixteen (laughs) pound. Right. How about I spend fuck all? Well, (laughs) I'll be paying. I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First reply. They can suck my hairy root. Not oh. one of the good guys. They can suck my sore plumes. I don't know yes. what. Uh, something about super. Folk are horny on Jambo's kickback, aren't they? <laughs> Morton can die was another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it was 50p, I wouldn't pay. Fuck them. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people buying that. Um, I'm certainly not. I don't think I'll pay 14 or £16 to watch a Morton stream. No, I've got, got OnlyFans subscriptions to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what a, there was one post that really made me laugh, and I, I want to um, talk. It was about the documentary, and then um, when Paul Gallagher was training with Craig Gordon. So one of the posts says, uh, "Paul Gallagher coaching Craig Gordon is like Neil Buchanan coaching Michelangelo." Can't argue with that at all. <laughs> that is a fantastic analogy. Fair play. And that's all. Wonderful. Um, Very, very heated Jambles kickback over the last fortnight by the sounds of it, Hammy. Hang on, actually, just now, you know what I've found recently as well, even on Twitter, um, see if you sort of criticise Hearts at the moment. Um, Apparently, you're you're, you're wrong. You you can't seem to criticise anything Hearts do at the moment. And you say anything bad about Nielsen, apparently you want Nielsen out, and it's all very much like... All right, all right, yeah. (laughs) Chill out, guys. So so cliquey, isn't it? (laughs) But, again, we're getting on to the game, so I'm sure we'll talk about it. Uh, It's interesting you say that, because even more so tonight, Hammy, we've literally started recording this podcast as soon as the... The Alloa game's finished here, but just a quick look at the timeline. There's plenty of people having our proper right old moan about Boyce and the performance. We just won 3 0. Yeah. But we'll, we'll come on to that. But first, Simon, the Dunfermline game. <laughs> <laughs> um, where to begin? You want to talk us through um, the, the kind of setup to start with, and we'll go for there? Uh, yeah. So it was just the usual, the, the same team as we always seem to play. Um, Craig Gordon, 
once again in goals. Kingsley, Smith as the full-backs, Halkett, Popescu, the usual back four. And I'm, I'm happy with that. I think they play well. I don't think there's much problem there with, with what we've got. Um, then we had Elliot Freer on the wing. Already mentioned how fucking awful he is. <laughs> Andrew Halliday. Andrew Halliday. Andrew Andy Halliday. Halliday. Uh, Ollie Lee and Stephen Naismith in the middle. And then Craig White and Liam Boyce sort of floating about. Um, once again, the issue was absolutely no wingers on the pitch. Uh, there was a player playing on the left called Elliot Freer, but absolutely no wingers on the pitch. <laughs> no width. Everyone gets on top of each other. We just fling balls in the box and hope something happens. Dunfermline just sat back and thought, cool, we can deal with this. And then one set pieces up the park and countered really well. It was so easy for them and it was so uninspiring. And the talent levels in that squad compared to the Dunfermline squad. Now, admittedly, I don't know a lot about the Dunfermline squad, but I know that they play for Dunfermline and not Hearts. And I know they won, but you're not going to be playing for Dunfermline and think, oh, taking a down. If I go to Hearts, I'm taking a down step. No, but yet just the slightest bit of effort, the slightest bit more urgency, um, and I think that's maybe where people are criticising Boyce. But I think it was the whole team. They just seemed to be so lethargic and kind of expecting to win without actually having to put the things in process and place to actually win the game. They just expected the ball to go in at some point. Yeah, and I think the team, because it was almost the exact same team that played against Hibs, when they're up for it, they're clearly a very, very good team. But I think there is a lot of complacency slipping into these performances and, and it's been coming. A loss has been coming. We've been fooling ourselves to think that we were going to get through this league since it started, that we were actually going to fly through this league because we've not even been the best team in it based on the performances. No, I agree. I think coming from, you know, first game was Dundee, absolutely spanked them 6-2 and then it's just been, you know... Scraping wins, really. Let's be honest here. I know yeah. we eight, eight on the eight on the bounce, we won, but six of those were by one goal. Yeah, um, and they weren't great performances. They weren't yeah. like, oh, we should have had five, but they played really well and kept it at one. It was, mm. well, we could have lost that. We could have lost that game very well. So it's been it's been concerning, and there you go. We lose. We come off against a a, a decent team, well drilled team. Mm-hmm. And you've got to, you've got to back Nielsen to think, right? Well, he must be seeing that the, there's not the urgency on the park and there's not the commitment that I would be wanting if I was a manager. And he should be going fucking mental at them for it. Yeah. Sure, sure he does behind the scenes. Um, I. I mean, we we kind of saw this coming. We have been saying for the, the what the previous two shows that standards were kind of dropping every week. Um. And we always knew Dunfermline away was going to be a tough game, but it shouldn't have been. Um, I don't think any of us were brave enough to say we could have got beat. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we certainly thought it was either going to be a, a narrow win or a draw. Um, but I, it, was, it was shocking, really. It just, it's not good enough. No. Simple as that. And as soon as we don't have players who are either okay at crossing the ball or are going to run at players wide and stay wide, we are just so void of creating any sort of idea. No chances at all. We had like 60% possession against Dunfermline. I think we had four shots on target. What's the point in having the ball if you're only going to have four shots on target mm-hmm. in 90 minutes? No. And for what, they scored their second in like with like half an hour to go, was it? 
Yeah, the 54th minute, so there was 36 minutes to go. And we still only managed four shots on target in 90 minutes. We were 2-0 down at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing the only thing for me to add is I would I'd give them fairly credit. I think they actually looked pretty decent. They they, they should have scored four or five, if, if we're honest. And if they play like that, this is the thing that they almost certainly won't play like that every week. But if they play like that every week, then, then they'll challenge. Yeah. They, they laid the blueprint on how to beat Hearts, so it's so easy. They just put put every man behind the ball and win, win set pieces and corners up the, up the park and just get in behind. We're, we're expecting something to happen without actually putting in the work. Yeah. But I hope that's the wake-up call. T- tonight proved that we've bounced back. 3-0 win. Brilliant. Great. Let's keep this up because that's, that's the wake-up call and, and maybe it's a blessing in disguise that it's come so early and Nielsen can go... Right, you fucking idiots. Then he get complacent or we're no going up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, so I, don't, I, don't, wanna, I don't wanna play a playoff. Imagine <laughs> imagine how embarrassing that would be if we got fucking beat in a playoff. <laughs> I feel like Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, and Hibs got relegated from the playoffs. Aye. <laughs> oh. Well they they did not get beat in two playoffs, they got relegated and then they got beat to come back up one year. Yeah. Yes. Aye. Aye. They were good times. <laughs> Absolute shame. <laughs> um, coming off the back off the Dunfermline game, I did think playing Aloha twice in a row, League then Cup, couldn't have worked it any better because it, it did give us the opportunity to address what we need the most, just goals. We just need to get fired in again and get some confidence. But kind of feel like tonight's game is kind of like a whack-a-mole. It kind of feels like we've addressed some of the problems from the Dunfermline game, but now just other issues have appeared in different areas. Um, but just to, to talk through it, uh, interesting lineup with Christoph Berra coming back in for Popescu and Haring made his long-awaited return into midfield, uh, actually for the first time since the Scottish Cup final, uh, playing at centre-back more often recently. Um, had a look at the Aloha lineup to see if there was any familiar names, because you get a lot of ex kind of Hearts Hibs players pop up at this level, uh, there was none, but they did have a John Robertson. So there was a John Robertson <laughs> playing back at Ten Castle again. And they did have a, a guy called Dick. So Laurie Dunsire kept saying stuff like, oh, Dick's gone in hard there. <laughs> <laughs> um, first five minutes, all hearts. Uh, Roberts uh, had a really good game, by the way. Had a pop at goal, come back out to him. Played it out left to Andy Halliday, or Andrew Halliday, as uh, Simon likes to call him. Uh, crossed it in, it took a nick. Uh, Stephen Naismith kind of missed a, a header, which kind of worked well, because it then totally threw the keeper off, and it was put in at the back post by Michael Smith. Um, we were kind of all in control, really, uh, up until the 20th minute. Um, Aloha came back into it a wee bit. Um, they kind of pressed Craig Gordon, two strikers kind of pressed Gordon right into his six-yard box while he was on the ball. And I thought, oh, Christ, here we go. And Gordon actually chipped it <laughs> over. Oh! Over a striker. <laughs> but he chipped it right into the stand. <laughs> um, Continue to be quite scrappy. 27th minute here. I've got, wrote down delicious cross in from Roberts. Um, it was just missed by Liam Boyce, which was a bit of a theme for this match. 
uh, on the edge of the six-yard box. Um, and I, just to speak about Jordan Roberts um, and address him, one of the problems from the Dunfermline game, uh, he's playing out on the left and he was outstanding. Um, the, the level of the crosses he was, he was putting in, some of the best kind of cross-play, considering we've had what Neil says, sorry, Levine for a good few years now and we haven't played with just any wingers. It's it's almost like a shot to the system seeing it. Yeah. But I, Roberts has uh, he's got a solid delivery on him. He's doing good. Um, See, how much would we have... Because Nielsen's plan is to get balls in the box. What, a player like Uche or something? Why didn't he get a big target man in? Why didn't he just get one? Does. Yeah. yeah. I think if Osman but, So wasn't like... Right. Barely able to jog now. <laughs> like, I guarantee you in the summer, once there's options, we will have a six foot three minimum centre forward. Like I said, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to walk through some more, 29th minute, uh, a great cross from Peter Haring um, from the right, played through Stephen Naismith. It's one on one with the keeper. He somehow back healed it away. So, <laughs> Haring's played it over the top. He's went, to, he's went to hit it on his right, kind of on the volley or the half volley. It's come off the heel of his left foot, <laughs> back heel that way. And I'm sure uh, Liam Boyce done something very similar in the last week or two as well. Maybe it's a, a bald thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a bald thing. <laughs> 35th minute, so dominating play, mainly down the left wing with Roberts. And Nielsen decides to put Roberts on the right wing um, and swaps Walker out onto the left. And I don't know about you, but it just feels like Hearts are the only team that does this. <laughs> like we, this is an uh, an elite level football team, and he's just got this this fluid thing moving the strikers and the wingers a bit. But just why? Like, I think it's because he's too he, smart. I don't. I think it's because he's uncomfortable with all of them. I don't think he trusts any of them in any position. So he goes, well, if I let them sort of move about, then it's kind of on them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Robert Stun had two kind of smashing crosses on his weak foot as well, mind, playing on the right wing, being left-footed. Two lovely crosses in, uh, like right after I typed that, and I was like, oh, might just delete that. But he did. Uh, he, he went pretty quiet after that point as well. Yeah, Nielsen's subs have been so odd, man. Yeah, they are. Um, 37th minute, a rov- lovely run into the box by Michael Smith. Uh, he cut it back and a powerful finish from Peter Haring just inside the box, which leads me on to just say, Peter Haring, why are you playing at this level? <laughs> he owes us. He does. But I'll tell you what, man, he is head and shoulders, not only in height, but in ability above everyone on the park, including our players. That's why I think we should move to a 4 4 2. It would make sense. Because I think it would free up Boyce to allow him just to have someone beside him and also playing padding in centre mid. Mm-hmm. It's like having two players there anyway, so I don't think we'd get overrun. Every other team that we've played is playing two in the middle. We don't need three in the middle. We just overcomplicate it. Yeah. I would love to see a deep dive into Haring's stats tonight because I'm telling you, every time the ball was in the middle of the park, he either won a foul or won the ball. It was, it was just stupid. And when he managed to get possession, which he normally did, normally skin a boy here and there, he was spraying the balls about to the wing, playing over the top to the striker. He almost had the perfect game today, honestly. He was just absolutely sublime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He keeps fit. 
he gets going in the Premier League. You have to remember, when we were unbeaten at the end of October with that Peter Haring, Ollie Lee centre midfield partnership, like both of them were such massive players. All those assists that you were talking about, Paddy, like about 75% of that would have been from those 12 games. Like that's how on fire we were. And that's how big an impact Peter Haring can have as well. Because what he did tonight by just tidying up everything, it then let Andy Halliday go forward. It then let the front three stay where they were and actually move forward and attack. Also, just winning those like fouls. So say, for example, if we're winning a clearing a corner, one of their corners or something, and he can just take the ball and just win a foul between our box and the, the centre of the park. It just mm-hmm. allows the whole team to move up and just have two or three minutes just to settle down, obviously no two or three minutes, but just to get everyone back up, everyone in position, and we've still got the ball. And we essentially just play, instead of kicking it up, we just play a short pass, and we've just recycled possession there. And everyone's now in attacking position instead of being in a like a defensive corner position. Yeah. It's so, so helpful when you're playing with someone who does that as well. You're like, cheers, mate. <laughs> the cleaner, Peter High. I mean, I don't, he's still so young. I think, um, you know, the sky's the limit for Haring, honestly. See if he gets himself fit and gets himself proven for a full season in the Scottish Premier. Premier. Easy, decent English championship move on the cards for him. Aye. Easy. Keep himself fit. I can't even remember what was wrong with him. It was something quite rare, wasn't it? A hip issue, I think, but hernia as well. Yeah, it was just something very, very odd that nobody could really fix. But do you know, mind he played through it for ages though, because yeah. we had nobody else, and I think that was part of the problem. He played yeah. through it instead of getting anything done to it. Aye. 27 years old though, still got good years ahead of him. I remember when I was 27. <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving into the second half, uh, Jordan Roberts went off for A.D. White. Um, to be fair to him, he put an absolute shift in. He deserved some rest. Um, 64th minute, Michael Smith went off for Pepescu, who appeared to be absolutely steaming. Um, <laughs> oh, he had such a terrible game. He came on and like his first touch of the ball, he absolutely smashed a back pass at Craig Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> like not on goal, but like to the edge of the six-yard box. Gordon. So did did he come on at right back? Uh, yeah, Aye. it was weird. Smash the ball back. Gordon had to slide like on his side, control it on his legs. Fair play to Gordon. Um, and then what was it he done just shortly after that? Especially oh, so there was a a cross in. So I can't mind. I'm sure if it. Trying to remember if it was an attack or defending, it must have been an attack. And I'm not kidding you that the cross comes over the top and it was like in line with his knee and he's stuck his head on it. <laughs> he's got his head that low. Oh, he just had the most bizarre game today. Now, to be fair to Pepescu, like when he gave away the, pen- the penalty against Hibs in the final, he seems to always keep his head. He just always looks pretty chilled out, even if he's yeah. having an absolute howler. So maybe not a bad guy to have around uh, the fringes. Um, 70th minute, Liam Boyce was uh, through on goal and brought, di- brought down um, blatantly. It would have been a red card if it was outside the box. Stepped up, took a penalty, uh, saved by the keeper. However, he was off his line, booked. The second penalty steps up. You think, surely he's got this one. He hit it left this time. He's absolutely rattled it off the bar and it's went over. He's missed two penalties. 
It's. I think once you have to reset a penalty, it can often be harder to take it because, Especially, especially if you're if you're in Liam Boyce's position where he's not really been scoring a lot of goals, mm-hmm. it's difficult. Yeah. The other than that, it was a really scrappy game. Other than that, so I just thought maybe let's talk about Liam Boyce again since uh, social media is in meltdown about him. <laughs> you might as well too. Um. <sighs> The, the, to be fair, what's uh, Laurie Dunsire's co-commentator called again? Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, made, Sanderson. Jimmy Sanderson made a, a good point for once where he said uh, Craig Whiten seems to be sharper than Liam Boyce this season, which sounds stupid when you think one's an international and one's Craig Whiten. But I, think he's I, think, I think Liam Boyce appears not as sharp because obviously he's missing more chances, but he has to get in the position to get those chances. And it will fall for him. It will. So in the second half today, he's, he's had four really decent chances, like through on goal, and he's, he's literally like missing the ball. <laughs> I think that's the emphasis, though. He, has, he managed to get in the position where he had four chances. And mm-hmm. I don't think Whiten would have... I mean, how many chances does Whiten miss? It's, there's no many. It's just, he just doesn't get many chances. The fear is getting played out on the wing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not I'm, not, I'm not judging him based on that this season, but in general. When he was playing yeah. instead of Boyce, when Boyce yeah. was away um, on international duty, albeit he did score four goals, but I know what you mean. Um, you just, it's just, it's different. They're, they're, I know they're both strikers, but they're two completely different strikers. And I prefer Boyce, his overall play. But if you have to say that if he doesn't start taking these chances soon, it may be worthwhile sticking him on the bench for a game. Um, it might help him, I don't know, get some confidence or something. Something needs to happen. Though. Yeah, that's, that's why Nielsen's paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He will take our advice. Figure these out. Yeah. <laughs> we would that's say... why we're paid. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Fuck all. <laughs> Um, Cameron, you've been going down a bit of a rabbit hole looking into some goal stats on Liam Boyce. Um, joining the club, everyone thought he's a proven, prolific goal scorer, especially in Scotland. But you, you care to disagree, I believe. No, no, I think we went through them before this, and at a club level, it does look like he's he's always he's always scored. I just the point I was raising earlier is I think it's interesting that, or I was surprised that the goal that he scored for Northern Ireland on the break was his first competitive goal for them. In 29 games, um, but no, I think at a club level it, it looks like he's he's always scored um, everywhere he's been, apart from Hart. <laughs> we do that though with strikers. We just oh, seem aye. to kill strikers. Cursed. Right. I, I was saying to Paddy um, before even our conversation, Cameron. Other than Kyle Lafferty, we haven't had a good striker since Ricardo Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> who came in after John Robertson. And it's, uh, it's almost like there's a curse on our striking department. Maybe it's the coaching. We do have a right back as our manager. <laughs> um, I'm sure Liam Boyce will come good. Uh, I'm shitting myself a bit that I'm going to end up owing Simon about 80 quid by the end of the season. <laughs> he's going to keep starting and he's going to keep not scoring. So. This is the thing. I think it will come about. It will... These things level themselves out and all that. I think he'll, it will come good. I don't know if he'll get 15 goals, but mm-hmm. time's running out. Right. So um, how many games have we played now? Is that five? Five league games, sorry. Yeah. So what, he'd need to get 14 in 22 Two? for you to break uh, even? 
Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not looking too too good, but you never know. You never know with the hearts. Um, looking ahead to Saturday, do you expect to see boys like um, Ewan Henderson, um, I guess, with A.D. White or Jamie Brandon's? Do you expect to see a whole bunch of fringe players starting, or what do you reckon? Nah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fight. I I don't think we're at a point and at a stage at the moment where we should be messing with the team too much. Um, we're not. We're still not playing brilliantly well. I mean, didn't get me wrong. Three goals in the first half, but by all accounts, the second half was pretty dire. I think try and get a stable eleven going just to build some confidence. Um, chucking in youngsters, I don't know. I'm not. I'll be able to say that they might, they'll probably be better than what we've got. So maybe. Are we not already seeded in the League Cup? This is the last 16, is it not? Oh, is this the last 16? Yeah, next round. Oh, Jesus Christ, man, this tournament's... <laughs> <laughs> When's the League Cup final? Like December. Does it clash with the Scottish <laughs> Cup final? That'd be awkward. A double in December. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, next year, isn't it? League Cup. It's usually like mid-January, late January, I think. Aye, yeah, early-ish next year. 28th? Oh, no. But aye, uh, I, think, I think you'll see a few people spattered in and out, but I don't think our squad's big enough to rotate that much. Yeah. With, with the injuries and stuff that we have right now. I reckon we'll see Elliot Freer starting. Oh, good. I reckon Loic Demure <laughs> might be on the bench. What? Yep, I reckon he could be back on the bench. I think, um, uh, I was going to say, Craig White and I'll start. How much are we paying Lloyd Demer, man? Get to fuck. What a, a knob, Eddie. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, so... I'd say he's earning at least £1,000 a week. I would suggest Simon agrees with me then, Jarvie. <laughs> What's that? Like, Lloyd Demer can get to fuck as well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he can. But he's not going anywhere, is it? Yeah. Where's he going to go? He's actively came and said he came to this club because the offer was so good. So, yeah. like, <laughs> well, on, paper, on paper, it sounded like an absolutely fantastic signing. <laughs> oh, aye. And then watching him 180 League minutes player. later, I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he could be on like two grand a week, two and a half grand a week. He could Easily, be, aye. like, he could be one of the high. He came runners. from a Premier League club. Aye. Mm-hmm. And he said the deal was, like Hammy said, too good. I just don't understand, right? Like, we're a bunch of um, hobbyists, and we know, like, uh, 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 what do you call them? Oh, I, don't, I can't remember the word for it, but a, a player, like a flair player in the centre of the park down south, they can do what they want because they've got the time on the ball, and you don't get that in Scotland. Like, we know that. So how does yeah. Craig Levine not know that when he fucking signed him? <laughs> or the 67 other players he signed as well. Right. Like, what happens? Like, oh, I bring you in one of our top top players. Like, to go from that expectation to being hated by the whole fan base. Like, how can you get that so wrong? I think it's just effort. I think in any job, like, you forget that being a footballer is a job. I think if you're just not putting in the effort, especially the pressure of being a footballer, the fans will see straight away... I hear that he's injured, blah, 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 blah. I hear that he's injured, but you never actually hear what injury he's got or it's, yeah. it changes all the time. Or he's got a niggle here, he's got a niggle here. Mm-hmm. And you just think, fuck off. Like, 
just play through <laughs> it. You've just no one's ever going to be a hundred percent fit. You've just got to fucking go for it. Yeah. So and if I was uh, Robbie Nielsen, he was one of my top earners. I'd be like, you're either in or you're out, son. Right, right. Yep. I'm just looking up here. So uh, you missed it the, at the top of the show, Simon. Nielsen said to the papers like, a very, very short article in the evening news that he would be back training in the coming weeks um, and he's had a, a heel spur. So, but I've got no idea what that is, so I've just looked it up. Did John heel... Wayne not used to wear them? Hey. <laughs> well done, Paddy. <laughs> Hi, Paddy. Um, a heel spur is a calcium deposit um, causing a bony, uh, some bony pain in your heel. You can play through that with injections, man. Aye. He's, He's been sitting in his arse, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lloyd Demure, if you were uh, just Paddy, I just called you Lloyd Demure. Oh, <laughs> what Jesus. would you, what would you, uh, if you were going to release Lloyd Demure, how would you do it then? What's your treatment? You've done nothing for us, Lloyd. Fuck off. <laughs> I think that I think that's then my favourite segment. <laughs> how would Paddy release a player? Um, but I thanks for your feedback, boys. That certainly wraps up a very mixed week to be a Hearts fan. Um, I think now we'll go over to Cameron for our, uh, our game of buy or sell. So yeah, I'll start with running down our last set of predictions, which saw a return to form for myself. Um, I went four of four from our last slate after going none from the whole season up to that point. Wow! Um, I like how both. you're the only one keeping track of this, and all of us are just like, "Oh, aye, well done." Well done <laughs> Can we ask for a recount, please? All, all recorded like and transparent. So Simon and Jarvie both went three, and Paddy, you went one. Hammy, you went two. So. Where we went wrong, Griffiths to play more than 30, game, uh, 30 minutes versus Serbia. He came on with the 117th minute, so the only person, the only, the only people that bought that were Paddy and Hammy, both wrong. Um, Scotland to win all three games, we all sold that uh, it said Paddy, so wrong. <laughs> more than 3.5 goals in the Serbia game, nobody thought that, and everybody was correct. And then Steve Clark to cry on live telly. I told you so, wouldn't I? I, I fucking you. would argue that case. Oh, he was definitely had a tear in his eye. Aye, I seen some. It was definitely. Some uh, he was. Steam. He was crying like his eye cotton. was moist. <laughs> Face condensation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So quickly this week's. I'll run through them and then just give me your quick fire answer. So. The upcoming game against Allo at the weekend. You've just seen them play them. Um, so all four questions are on us playing them again. So, 3-0 tonight, are we going over 2.5 hearts goals on Saturday? Oh, do I go Sell. positive again? I know, but this Paddy went positive for once in his life. He got one out of four. What's, <laughs> what lesson are we teaching him here? <laughs> I don't know. I'm selling. Yeah. Um, I think I'll buy it. Over 2.5, yeah, I'll buy it. All right. Um, I'll buy it. <laughs> what fucking idiots, eh, Paddy? No, I know. <laughs> Only Ever since we slayed Paddy, he's just started buying everything. I'll buy it. Craig White and I'll be starting. Goals will be free flowing. Free or I flowing? Am. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say we've seen them and they've also now seen us and will sell much better. And I'm going to sell. Oh. 
All right, second one. Craig Gordon to keep a clean sheet just like he did tonight. Bye. I'm going to buy that as well. I'll buy, but I think Ross Stewart may actually start. Yeah, what happens if he doesn't start? Then it's void. All right, cool. That's fine. Yeah, I'll buy it as well. Fuck it. Positivity. Let's do it. Yeah, I think I'll buy this one too. Yeah, where he is. All in. Uh, I think we've touched on this, but I'd imagine I know what you're going to say. But buy or sell more than four changes from the squad that played tonight. I'm just going to have a look at the lineup, sorry, just to see who could even come in. Do you say four or more? Well, more than four. Well, four or more, yes. Four or more. Have, you can have four, yeah. Aye, I'll buy. I think there'll be four at least. Aye. Yeah, so I'll, over, I'll... over 3.5 people change. <laughs> <laughs> well, the earlier three count is the half. Hey. I'll buy that as well, Cameron. What kind of pitch do Aloe have, actually? If they've got one of the AstroTurfs, you'll, right, you'll not see Harry in that. One with goals at each end. Harry's <laughs> taking this so serious. <laughs> I'm waiting until Fahami finds out what the pitch is. Well, that means it's better. on Astro. I don't think you'll see Berra. You'll not see Harry. You'll probably not see Naismith. Ken, it probably is, so I'm going to buy that. There'll be mayor. I'll buy it as well. And Paddy, you copy Hammy, so you've also bought that. <laughs> oh, artificial turf. It's artificial yeah, buy, turf. Definitely buy. <laughs> All right. And um, the last one is Jamie Walker and Andy Halliday both to get booked in the game. Now, to put this into context, through the games, not including tonight, and I don't believe either of them got booked tonight, uh, they had five bookings between a pair of them through four games. <laughs> wow. I'll sell because I doubt either either of them start. <laughs> yeah, I'll sell that as well, just because I think if they're close to picking up the suspension, they'll do it just before a League Cup game. Do it before that semi-final. Mm. So they get suspended, not for the league. Maths. Sell. Uh, sell, sell as well. Oh, I... Well, there's too many of us all being the same, but I will also sell. So those last three were all in exactly the same boat. We're all getting nothing or three. Um, all right, that's it for this week. Um, I will update you with where we are coming next week. Oh, before I go actually on this, but we do have the death of one of our season-long bets in that oh, no, Hearts no. did not go undefeated running up to Christmas. Um, the only person that we had selling hearts being undefeated Christmas was Paddy's Get it <laughs> fucking round you <laughs> miserable bastard See Paddy just go back to being miserable That average of uh, three goals per game five, five games now 13 goals that is a 2.6 average the Friday night did not help <laughs> Anybody we'll, we'll smash someone well, that's all we have time for today. Many thanks to Simon, Cameron, Hanny and Paddy for your time once again this week and special thanks to Padman Scoop Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you would like to send us an email for some reason, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe, uh, even leave us a nice wee review. 
uh, or spread the good word on social media, especially since some wee idiot Hibs fans left us a one-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> to get those numbers back up there. Um, so until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Thank you.